we are live. So welcome everybody to the podcast, answering the call of your purpose. I'm Luanne Marine, and basically, I for those who are new watching this, uh, basically this is about bringing on inspirational people who have heard the call, you know, heard the call of their purpose, and then answered it, and doing amazing work in the world, supporting others. And so today, I have the beautiful Joyce Vander. Laylee, is it Laylee or Lay? I thought it was no. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Very good, very good. Yes. So welcome, Joyce. And I love the your website. So the, the name is the Artemist, right? Yes. So we've got yes. the Artemis there. And so we're just going to jump straight in, Joyce. And and I want to. First of all, I want to say you, you're living in a beautiful part of the world, my homeland, New Zealand at the moment, yes. but you, you're not from there originally. No. But what are you doing right now? What are you doing in the world right now? So I am a multi-passionate person and I love to include many things in my, in my life, in what I do and, and the things, because I am a very curious person. So I do, I'm an artist. I am, that's main, main thing. First and foremost, I'm an artist. I create things. I create my life. I create uh, tangible things. I'm a visual artist. Um, I like to play. I like to have fun. So what I do now is I, I constantly try to find ways where I can incorporate as many of those aspects into my life and into my work, because I think, I believe life and work is all connected. Mm -hmm. So for me, at least my life is my work. My work is my life. It goes like that. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm an artist. I teach and help um, women, I work most, mostly with women, um, to find their freedom in their expression. And, and that has been, if I look back at what I've done in my life previously and, and the, the challenges that I've encountered and the things that threw me off my path and what we brought me back and stuff, the one core line, the core of, of the of the rope that I'm holding, so to speak, you know, has always been freedom, personal freedom, freedom to be able to choose what you do, when you do it, um, where and how, and, and freedom of expression, really freedom of expression in, 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 you know, in as many ways as you can think of, mm -hmm. that is always the core driving force behind anything that I that I'm looking for, but also the things that I do and that I help others with. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And when you say freedom, I just light up because that's one of my core values, you know, freedom. And it's interesting in these times is, you know, we were just chatting offline before, you know, of lockdowns and things like that. That's not where I want to go with this, but that is kind of like, where's our freedom, you know, yeah. and, and that's really, but your expression, like I'm even looking in your background there, the artist, right, the alchemist, and it's yeah. just, beautiful beauty and like you said it is tangible but what led you to where you are today like where's you know I always like to say where's the story we always have our breakdown before our breakthrough right yeah, so yeah. You to, yeah to being this amazing artist helping women you know claim back their freedom yeah 
Yeah. So, um, yes, as, as you said, I am not originally from New Zealand. I actually was born and grew up on the other side of the world, completely the other side of the globe uh, in, in Holland, in the Netherlands. And um, I've always been curious. I'm always I've always been adventurous. And um, so I loved traveling and seeing so many other uh, places in the world really made me feel like I wanted to. I, I felt I felt called to leave. You know, I mean, it's sometimes you don't always exactly understand why, because I had a lovely family and there were no reasons I needed to flee or escape. You know, it was just this feeling like I really wanted to experience or be in another place than where I was growing up um, or had been growing up. And and so I moved away and, and went to New Zealand. Um, Kind of wire the opposite side, right? <laughs> yeah. How far away can you go, right? Um, but yeah, uh, there were different reasons. You know, I tried to make sense of it all, and and there are explanations why I chose New Zealand and things like that, which you know make sense or not, it doesn't really matter. I ended up being on the other side of the globe with no family support, just my partner and I, and um, and we, you know, we build up our new life in the new country. Um, and we even, you know, I even had two kids um, and then the earthquakes happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, because I lived in Christchurch on the South Island. And, oh. and so, yeah, so the earthquake experience probably was the biggest aha moment. You know, there were little signs before. There were little signs before that when so I escaped. I escaped. <laughs> I escaped Europe. I uh, know I meant to say I escaped the red race of Western Europe, basically, mm -hmm. you know, uh, having traveled and seen other places and really other places like I've been to Africa, South America, you know, so many other places in the world where life is completely different, where the pace of life is different, the focus of life is different, you know, and, and, and so that was one of the reasons why every time I came back to Europe, it was like, oh, this madhouse you know and and so in New Zealand um, it was quieter because just it's a bigger country with less people but somehow I built a new life for myself running in the same little hamster wheel you know wow. which is silly you know and there were little signs on the way but I never really stopped to think and feel that feel them you know, I sort of ignored them and pushed through. And um, and so the earthquakes were a huge pattern interrupt, like an immediate boom. I mean, that's literally, literally you know. Um, stop, look, think, what are you doing? You know, so I now can look at, at that experience as, as having been a good one for me because it made me stop. It made me re-evaluate my life the things I was doing how I was doing things why I was doing things and all that you know it changed everything really it's mm. so interesting because I mean I am from New Zealand but I've actually spent now I've calculated half my life I'm now in Melbourne Australia so it's like there are similarities in, in culture but you know it's, there, it is like when you say New Zealand's quieter it is a slower pace but we yep. can actually just go into the same pattern right yep. if, we, if we're yep. not conscious of it yeah and so yeah I, I do I do kind of miss that but 
so then where, where are you now are you, you're not in Christchurch anymore no 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 so um initially I stayed in in the south I stayed in Christchurch and and tried to make sense of it all and see how I could rebuild you know I felt loyal to the place because that was my home away from home yes. that was where the kids were born you know it's and and I yeah I I like to to feel connected to a place so I thought yeah I didn't really feel like going away I mean I had a lot of um uh, acquaintances and friends that um that actually fled the city you know that were scared and to uh, uprooted their family and just left um i had people you know i know people that went to other places in new zealand i know people they just hopped in the car and started driving you know um other play uh, other people that decided to go back to the country that they originally were from another family that now lives in canada you know there were so many so many different reactions that people have initially we decided to stay and try to make it work but the red tape and the earthquake commissions and all that. Uh, and we had lost too much to sustain us any longer. We needed to make a decision. And so uh, I knew some people here in the Bay of Plenty and- oh, Wow, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and and after after another load of aftershocks that um, that were pretty bad, we decided to, um, to visit them because she kept she kept inviting me and say hey if you need a break come and stay with us so in the, so in the end we did go and and visit with them and you know it's like why why would we even go back yeah. you know um i had no immediate family here anyway you know so there wasn't anything that that uh, kept us there mm. so um yeah after we had visited them here we went back and basically packed up whatever we had left over and just thought, well, shut the door, leave whatever has happened behind and focus on the future. Cut our losses, basically cut our losses because we had we were done with fighting with the insurance companies and, and earthquake commissions. It was, you know, I mean, I have friends, they have just started on her house <laughs> last year. Yeah. And that was yeah. how many years Like ago? 10 years ago, yeah. 10 yeah. years, yeah. I had a friend who, yeah. she's from New Zealand, then she moved here, um, and then her and her partner went back, and they settled in Christchurch, and then the earthquakes happened. After a few years, they were there, and she just, yeah, she just left left everything yeah. and came back here, and now yeah. she's up the Sunshine Coast. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, basically, like, you just left everything. It was like, no, start yeah. again, because... Well, you know, you can keep staying there and, and keep... You know, it just doesn't do a lot of good for your emotional health and your physical health even, you know, there are a lot of people that have um, have had to start taking medication to keep their uh, mental state calm, you know, and I so I thought there are other ways and I've always had my art, so I've always had my art to escape into. You right. know, um, yeah, yeah. Well, that will take us into our next thing, right? So then, what the question is? What do you believe is your purpose? Now I hear art. Like, what do you think your purpose is? I believe that my purpose is to help. So now, having experienced these earthquakes and how I came through it, and how others noticed what I was doing, because that's the thing. I never saw what my art was. My uh, my expression, what that did for me, I always just took it for granted, really, you know. Um, but when the earthquakes had happened, 
um, in my little neighborhood, we actually, there's so many places that were red stickered, which meant that, you know, I was close to where all the boulders fell off the hills and, you know, so a lot of houses were evacuated and stuff, but there were, there were families and mothers that I had come to know, to know, and they said, Joyce, what are you doing? You stay so calm and you don't even have any family support, immediate support here. You, you guys are just alone. You've lost so much. How do you stay calm? I'm like beyond myself and I'm panicky and, you know, and I said, I don't know, I just, I do this. And then I showed them what I did. You know, I journaled it out basically. I just, you know, I just expressed my my sorrows, my worries, my fears, my whatever emotions came through me, I just let them come through and express them through my art journaling. And then they became safe containers for the things that others were carrying around, basically, you know, if you visualize it in their backpack. Yeah. Mm. So I could release that. I could release that through my um, uh, creative expression and then move on, move forward. So, um, and that probably is also the reason why it was easier for us as a family to decide to move and cut our losses and just go. Mm -hmm. Some people, it comes more natural and others need to learn. I think you can learn it because I have helped other women do it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, because you can you can get to these kind of um, I mean I experienced earthquakes others experience other reasons why their life feels like it's all fallen to pieces you know um, but but the the process is similar um, and also that's why when the pandemic started it, it felt very it felt like a little bit of a deja vu deja vu you know yeah. it felt, it felt it's different because the whole world is, is experiencing it but it felt similar in so many ways and and so, you know, once you find that calm inner core within yourself and you know that you can get through things because you have tools that you can use and that you don't rely on others, you don't have to rely on others, you can pull from those mm -hmm. uh, forces, from those superpowers, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's your own personal medicine. So what I do with the women that I work with is find their personal toolkit you know um, we work through different things in different ways and and I give them the experience of how I do things and other things that I you know other ways that I know you can creatively express yourself um, but they might not all work for me you know I I have like 10 and I personally may only use one but there are other nine others that I know how to use and that I can have help others um, uh, taste, experience and see how, you know, I feel like a weaver. Yeah. We weave together this magic carpet that works for you. You know, so would you say yeah. that's your purpose is to weave this magic through? I think, it, yeah, my purpose, I think, is to inspire and help others create their personal um toolkit or personal magic carpet you know their way mm -hmm. to um to come through life and create that feeling of freedom and in 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 self-expression and feeling of worthiness you know because so it all it all boils down to having a calm inner core from there you feel more confident to express yourself freely mm -hmm. you know and because of that, you feel like you are choosing how your life and your work looks like. I love that. I love it. And, and so whatever, whatever storm is going on around me or around, you know, around you, you know that you have that power within you that you can pull from. 
Yeah, you know, and I totally believe that, Joyce. It's like we do, we have this power. And I think from what I'm hearing is, you know, that that beautiful expression because we we hold a lot of people will hold all that emotion in, right? And mm. it does no good for us to hold it in. We've got to bring it out and you you create you know you teach us these beautiful tools well let's let's look at it let's feel it let's bring it and let's clear it right yeah. so so how did you so how did you answer the call of your purpose like you said you had all these taps but did you go okay i'm i'm gonna yep that's yeah, so, <laughs> well so really i had nothing to lose right after the earthquakes when we had lost so much um it was like okay so with the remainder of what we had we packed all our belongings into a container and um shipped it on to uh to the north island and basically i we didn't know what we're gonna do you know yeah. And we, we I, you know, we had calculated out how much we could, you know, how much money we had basically yeah. to sing it out. Yeah. Um, and I had to, at that time, the kids were primary school aged. So I really wanted to settle them in first in school and in the new environment. So, yeah, yeah I rented a little house and, you know, put the kids on to school. And then it was like, what are we going to do? I don't know. We'll have to get used to the new place and see what's available, what's there, what's not there. Um, we go, I'm going to look for a job. I don't know. I hadn't had a, you know, like, yeah, always been really um, self, self-employed or had a business of, uh, of my own, you know. And um, so it was a bit strange. And I just started helping out at school, really. I just st started helping out the teacher at school um, in my daughter's class and started talking. And she said, what did you used to do in Christchurch? And I said, well, I was teaching art and did art workshops and creative. And she said, why aren't you doing that here? And I said, well, the house I'm renting is not really suitable for that. And, you know, all these. She said, hey, you want to start just in my classroom here after school? So she she helped me because honestly, I didn't have a lot of finances left over. Yeah. That was the thing. It was really starting from scratch again, uh, an, a dirty, oily rag. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm hearing is like you, it, it's the courage, the courage that you actually had to to move. You know, finances weren't great, but you still had that courage, and and that comes from, you know, hearing and answering. Your, the yeah, well, I, I just decided after the earthquakes that I was not going to do anything. I wasn't going to accept anything that wouldn't make me happy. Yeah. I, um, you know, you suddenly realize that life is um, or our ex our life experience in this body mm. can be limited, you know? Yeah. And it's not infinite. So then what do you do? I, I'm, I was not prepared to go and take a job just because of a couple of dollars. I wanted to do something that made me happy doing what I was doing. So I want, I was looking for something. So in the meantime, I was just helping out at school because that was fun. You know, I didn't have to think much. I was just doing something fun with the kids and and um, and this woman was really, really helpful and nice. And we started talking and she became a friend, you know, and yeah. Um, so she offered her classroom for me to start. And I started doing uh, little classes and then I, you know, I got more and more people inquiring. And then, you know, and then I slowly started building up my my um, my life and my work again and and I found a studio in town you know and yeah it was just believing that that it 
it had to be possible for me to to find a way to make money by doing the thing only the things that I loved and I was not gonna you know yeah, yeah. so you see that's so important that is so important and I was having a conversation with somebody it was just a, a friend and you know they were quite upset about their job and I'm like well you know, and then he, and then they said, well, you know, I'm, I'm making 250000 a year. You know, I can't give that up. I'm like, well, what if you could? What if you yeah. could do what you really loved and you only made 50000 What would that look like? Yeah. And it's not even to limit it that because we, you know, to say we're doing the work and we get paid less, we actually get paid more. But it's not just money. It's the joy, which is in your name, of course. And yeah. you, from what I hear, you had the breadcrumbs, you know, you, you yeah. answered the call. So then why do you think it's so important for people to do their purpose work? Because it actually makes you, makes you healthier. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, yeah. Um, when you do things that you love, so in the beginning, I and and so it this this has gone uh, completely uh, to the extreme that I am the the sole supporter of my family. Right, mm -hmm. my kids are now teenagers, or my son is almost twenty. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, and they're highly creative, so they have creative. Uh, my daughter plays piano and violin and trombone and. You know, they love art and, you know, they're not the cheapest after school activities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they could have chosen netball or something like that, but no. Uh, anyway. Um, Even that's expensive when they get into those high. My daughter's playing netball in their uniforms. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, of course. But, you know, but they, they, it's not it's not really about that. It's like I started I started teaching. I took on my little studio, uh, the lease on my little, little studio. Um, we had a conversation at home because, of course, again, we have no family here. And we always believed that one of us, um, it would be better for the kids to have one of us home when they come home from school. Yeah. I, I've never been a believer in shipping out my kids to after school oh. uh, care and, and things like that. And it just became a thing, right? That actually became a thing, right? Everybody yeah. should go. Oh, everybody needs to do what they need to do. You know, it's I fun. I don't, I don't judge. I don't judge at all. But for I me, yeah. for me, it's, it's, you know, it's always been like one of us needs to be home for the kids to provide a safe place yeah. for them. I say, you know, uh, anyway. Um, so when I got inquiries to work more and more and more, I thought, oh my gosh, now what am I, how are we going to do this? You know, so we had a discussion together with my, my partner and I, yes. it's like, well, what are we going to do? And he said, well, I could stay home and he loves cooking and things. And he said, I could stay home and you could go out and do the work if, yeah. you know, we can give it a try, you know? And so we did that and yeah, there we are, <laughs> you know? <laughs> The, the importance so when I go the importance of it well what else are you going to do right you know you're going to maybe be in a job that you don't really like to pay for for a house that you, you don't not even in because it's the mortgage is so high you know the kids are in daycare da 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 and no judgment but it's like we we've kind of been conditioned to what you were saying at the beginning this rat race it's like keep going keep going it's yep. like Actually, no. I, I worked myself to burnout before, so yeah. I know what that feels like, you know. So now I was gonna do this, and um, and so in the beginning, I would have uh, people come to my studio, and they thought it was my hobby, you know. Yeah. 
it's a bit patriarchal still in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it was like, oh, what they hear, they hear my accent is not from New Zealand. So they start to ask the questions and then the story comes and then it's like, oh, and what does your husband do? Mm. And I go, well, he's a house husband. Yeah, yeah. And then you see these faces and it's almost like, they expect you to say yes because he's disabled or something you know or he's depressed or i don't know it's actually his choice yeah so it's big and then i go no no no, we've reversed roles and i i felt so i felt really in the beginning a bit like oh i have to explain this this is wrong they don't accept this you know that i am the one bringing home the bacon or you know and um and so and that is actually at the same time when I started to also uh, do more online work yeah um I started struggling with this you know the 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 feminine and the masculine and because I felt like oh I have to be careful here that I don't work myself to a burnout again because I'm leaning into this masculine energy so so heavily you know Mm -hmm. I need to and luckily I still always had that art you know the creative expression because that is more of feminine energy so but you know running a business there's a lot of more masculine and there's nothing wrong with masculine energy but you need to have it you need to have it in harmony you know you need to and you sometimes swing a little bit more to the feminine and sometimes swing a little bit more to the masculine but there needs to be this dance this even sort of give and take and um and so you know, I, I felt myself explaining myself away, like, oh, yeah. And, 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 and that just felt so wrong. So in the beginning, when I started doing my online work, I was very focused on this um, masculine and feminine energy part. Um, you know, yeah, it intrigued me. And it was really, really important for me to, to find explanations and, and understanding within myself. And that is, you know, the more I do the work, because it's ever evolving, and I know you know this too, you know, you're never done, you're never done. No. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, the more I started del- delving into what makes me tick, what makes other people tick, how does that fit into society, how do you, how do you present yourself, how do you come across to people, mm. and, and, um, and it's not, you know, because you, there's this good girl, people pleasing part as well you know so all these fears all these monsters just pop up <laughs> you know it's like a it's almost like a battle <laughs> yeah. no well it is you know, it is like i hear you and, and i think two of the the biggest spiritual teachers in our life is having a business and being in relationship right yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like you get to weave all of the masculine and feminine and and I, I know like definitely I know when I'm in the masculine and I do use it for my business but then it's like oh the creative part balances it out like you do so that kind of leads me to and you and you kind of touch on some of the tools but knowing your purpose is one thing right we can know it it's, it's written down it's like but then embodying it and expressing it is another. And I feel each of us has different tools in that. So what, what you know, could you give an example of one of the tools that you use to, to express your, your, your purpose or even, and I know it's art, art is one of them, but you know, kind of um, we have, to me, it's like, well, do you do shadow work or do you look at mm. this, you know, what is the thing that you do or well, one of them? And there's lots, but just give us yeah. one. So, so definitely there's shadow work and, and shadow work for me, I always explain it back to 
artists, creative creatives who express themselves. And this can be visual artists, painters, they use black and white, darks, highlights and shadows, darks and lights to create uh, dynamics in their uh, works of art. You know, without darkness, there is no work of art because you cannot get that dark and light play. Um, it's the same for musicians, you know, they have their high tones and their low tones and their combination chords and whatever, you know, it's, it's a play between a high and low light and dark. It's always, it's everywhere. The people that are writers, the wordsmiths, they play with words, you know, it's even a cook in a kitchen, you know, they throw in some spicy stuff in their soup and they put in some cream, you know, it's, it's a play. It's always a play. And that's why I, I loved last year when I got this download of, I was looking for a new name, right? Um, I was, I had been operated my online work under the fierce female force. And this was, especially when I was, you know, when I, when I was working with that masculine and feminine energy part a lot, I felt like there was a force that was female, that was good, that was, but it was powerful. So that's, but then I felt like there's something, something that is starting to disconnect. I felt it was too, um, too strong yeah. because I started to dive into my softer goddess, yeah. you know, the goddess, the senses. Um, and I had this whole conversation at one point with, uh, with, a, with a fellow artist. Mm -hmm. I said, how is this? I'm a visual artist. You know, some somebody that will meet me will say I'm a visual artist because I paint and I sketch and I art journal and all that. But music is also so important for me. I said because um, sometimes I need a certain type of music to accompany my creating. Sometimes when I am creating, I want stillness. You know, there's this this demand for audio as well. And also I love playing with words. And he said, well, you're just sensual. And I thought, oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I looked at him and I went like, what do you mean I'm sensual? You know, like, ooh. <laughs> and he goes, no, but you are connected to all the senses, you know? So try to see what, what comes up when you study them a little bit more. So I, I love the alchemy of the different, because I always feel like we're so layered, you know? We have vision, we have hearing, we have our smell and our touch. I'm tactile as well. I love, uh, you know, things that are tactile. There's so many explanations or, or examples that I can give, you know? Um, so yes, it's the senses, the senses, the, the, the shadow work, with the senses even, you know, yeah. there it's, and again, I come back to this weaving of the, or this twining of a rope. I think we all have that. And that is, I'm an adventurer. I guide people on their path to their adventure, you know, finding their, their core threads that, that are their core, th core rope. I, yeah, it's like casting a rope to an anchor, you know, and you have a rope and a rope is all twined up of little bits of thread. So what are the threads that make up your magic cord? You know, yeah. it's, it's, and then, and then, you know, as I'm talking about that and, and visualizing that and seeing that I can smell an atmosphere around, I, I, I go into a different world, you know, I can go into this different world where I can see oh, this sorry, rope. Sorry, <laughs> doing the... <laughs> My goodness, 
Ollie's doing the whippersnipping out there. Oh, oh. Karen, the weaving. You were talking about the weaving, yes. the weaving. Yeah. So when so when I when I talk about it, I can just imagine being in a different surroundings. You know, I can smell the air. I can see where I am twining this rope. You know, it's it's like magic. It's an an escape. It's but it's also an understanding and a realization. Mm. And so these are the stories that I take. I think we are storytellers of our own life. Yeah. And, and it's always combining things. And as I'm talking about this and twining a rope, I think about that there's this umbilical cord. And there's an umbilical cord too, you know, it connects us to Mother Earth. And so, yes, I, I, I include now in my work, and that's why I was so excited about the Artemis, because this is pure alchemy, right? Um, I include the elements because of nature, the Mother Earth, the air, the water, all that, and I include the senses. Mm -hmm. And with that, we find the ways of expression that work for you you know that's how that's how i work with my clients we find what works for you is it is maybe sometimes you're a bit more inclined to visual expression some are more inclined to writing or hearing or all kinds so we can combine that you know and at some point in your cycle even it, you might lean into more of mother earth and more of the water element or more of you know it, it depends on your life cycle your menstrual cycle there are so many so many things that are for, especially for women that are working in the background or or underneath you know and and I think we just need to slow down. Yeah, I, I love it. So if I could summarize, you know, the knowing and, and the tools, it's, you know, you're weaving your shadow work, but then yeah. senses and then, yeah. you know, just, just going, being silent sometimes. You it know? is, it is, it is, yeah, being silent, reflecting within and embracing what you see and what you encounter and, and understanding because your shadow is as much part of you as the lighter side. Absolutely. And without your shadow, you wouldn't be the light side that you may like to use, you know? So you need to understand those shadows. And stop and stop that resistance, right? We always yeah. think, oh, it's bad to think like that. And it's like, no, we, we, we're all of it. We're all mm. of it. So mm. can I, I'd love you to share a story of, working with one of your favorite clients mm -hmm. and you know the transformation that happened and why so so this this client came to me and she was like so like you know those little birds that shake a little bit like they're very you know so very very much uh drawn away like not confident at all and and doubting every single thing everything from from the way she looked, the way she expressed herself, nothing was good enough. Um, the funny thing was that she had taken a photo of, um, uh, there's a, there, there are boulders down south here, mm -hmm. the Muraki boulders. She had taken a photo and, and they're very, very beautiful. And I, I, I saw that photo and I said, oh, you should draw those. Mm -hmm. And she completely shut. 
And so she came to, to, the, to this session and I said, what's wrong? And she said, well, you know, because I saw this, she had posted that photo on her social media. And I had put a little comment under as a, as a positive, like, hey, you should, wow, you should, <laughs> you should paint or sketch these. And, um, and so she came to the session and I said, what's wrong? And she said, mm. I said, go on, you can tell me anything, you know, I'm, you know, it's okay, whatever you say. She said, well, you posted that thing underneath my photo. And I said, yeah, I said, I love that photo. She said, yeah, but, and then it came out that it triggered this memory of a teacher in school who had told her that uh, she was so bad at drawing that she should just stick with drawing stones. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, <gasps> um, no. you, you didn't. No, oh, and I said, oh, no. okay. <laughs> and I said, okay. And she said, and we have just been working last, because the session before I had been, you know, explaining how, it, how beneficial expressing yourself visually can be. And I gave her some, some tasks to do, you know, to try it out, whether that was for her. And she said, oh, I cannot draw a line. And I said, no, that's, you don't have to draw a line. You just go and, you know, it's about the process. So I had given her all that, that, uh, pep talk and and so I had expected her to come with some things that she had done and say how it felt for her you know so we can because we we do um if I if I work with my clients and we do visual work mm -hmm. we usually start to analyze it afterwards you know if, to, if we yeah, can see yeah. whether there's the medicine in there anyway so she, that's what I had expected her to bring and instead she came with this strap face and and so this story came out and I said look I said just let that go. That's, I loved the I loved the the photo, and that's why I encouraged you. I said, but now we have to work through this, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because this is then one of those triggers that comes up that you don't know. They come out of nothing, you know, sometimes. Exactly. And that's the same thing. And they and that's that's something that I really think is important. They still come up. Yeah. Also for me, you know. <laughs> Because even though I've done all these years of work now, you know, and even though I have done, I've studied all the different or not all, but a lot of different aspects and I start to understand myself more and more and more, it still happens. It still happens that something can suddenly trigger you and boom, you have to face this monster again. And, and, you know, um, did she go on and paint the picture? Eventually she did. <laughs> Eventually she did. But it took it took work to get through this uh, thing that obviously she had been carrying from her school from the time that she went to school all the way into adulthood. And, you know, and that was one of the things why she never tried to do any visual expression. And then, so then we started talking about why it was okay for her to take photos because she did love photography. And I said, so how, and then it was like, well, that's a machine. Somebody built a machine that can do this. And so her taking in a pencil or a pen or whatever to draw an image, she couldn't rely on somebody's expertise, which was the photo camera, the camera, you know, which is, you know, there are all kinds, there are layers in everybody, oh, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. But so we did a whole session of just releasing that block. 
releasing that block and and facing this fear and understanding where it came from and why it wasn't important enough to carry that with her from now on. And now she loves expressing herself visually. It's not the only thing that she does, but you know, she loves that part of, 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 um, of working through things through uh, visual expression. So, you know, yeah. I, 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 this is one of my favorite parts, you know, is like hearing that transformation and, you know, my sister, she was the same, and these teachers, right, back in the day. So she's an amazing speaker and, you know, in school, I think it was probably at 15, she got up and did her speech and he pretty much laughed at her and said, no, that's, you, you, you're never going to be a great speaker. And so she held that for yeah. years and years. And I'm like, God, how dare you? How very dare you? But you were like, you're like the messenger with her. It's like, you, you you didn't even know it. You just wrote the yeah. thing, and then pop up it came, and then it's it's up, and then yeah. you work with it. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So I've got a couple more questions here. Where, where can we first of all, like I know that you've got a, a kind of a free gift for us and an opt-in. So where can we find you, and and where can we go to, you know, come and see your work and and join your your email list and. You know, you let your inspiration keep coming at us. <laughs> well, it's easy. You just go to theartemis.com and um, you go from there. That's the that's the easiest uh, one to just start. Once you I'll find put me, the links down below. Too. Yeah. So it's just the Artemis. It's art, art and alchemist combined. So art, Artemist. Um, yeah. Uh, there's also Artemis, the goddess. You know, so there's there's a little bit of a play with words that I um, again I also love, and um, so yeah, theartemis.com. That's where um, my um, art alchemy and creative guidance work. Uh, you can find that all there, and you go from there. You know, you you just sign up for something. You sign up for the newsletter or for the freebie, and then um, yeah. And then we'll stay in touch <laughs> and, and be in that community. So I love mm. your, your new. Community. Yeah. My community is all, you know, it's all for magical misfits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. I love that. So then as we're ending the interview, it's been such a joy. Could I love to, you know, for you to share something about yourself that yeah. possibly nobody knows. It could be a funny story or could be just, I don't, I don't know, but can you share with us? And maybe your partner knows or your kids know, but you know, the world in, in general don't know this about you. What would it be? <laughs> Gosh, I sometimes, I, I'm quite easy. You know, I share things about myself. I don't really yeah. mind. Um, so there are quite a few little secrets that I've shared over the years <laughs> um, about me yeah i don't know tell um, us because we, we we may know we don't know we don't know possibly so i mean one of mine in the past is that i used to be a used to own a fish and chip shop right yeah, as a yeah. kid i used to i own my own it was called dean and loose fish and chip shop in new zealand but, <laughs> like, and yeah i'm glad that we sold that after nine months but anyway yeah. <laughs> what yeah. about you what about, what about me? What is a nice story about me? Gosh, gosh. It can be I, nice, it can be funny, it can be, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, I think I'll tell you something that is, it is important because if it makes you think like it's certain things about you are not so important. So as I was growing up, I've got quite a prominent nose. Um, I had a, my best friend had a very small, 
upward pointing nose. And at one point we had come into a fight and um, we started, you know, as girls, you can be really Oof. nasty. And, yes. uh, and I don't know who even started, whether it was her or me, but both of us um, said something about our noses. Like she said, oh, you with your big, I don't know, there's a Dutch word for, for a big nose. Wow. And, and I said something to her like, oh, you with your little piggy nose or whatever. So the thing was that afterwards, and we lived very close, we lived like two doors away from each other. And, um, and so afterwards, I used to sit at the table with my hand like that. So if, if somebody was sitting on that side, I would have my hand like this. If somebody was sitting on that side of me, I would have my hand like this. Because <laughs> I never wanted to see, I never wanted anybody to see my profile. Because I thought, my, and every time I watched the, in the mirror, I looked in the mirror, I saw a bigger and bigger nose. Mm -hmm. And it turned out she had the same thing happen to her with her little nose. <laughs> But of course, so my mom knew about my problem and her mom knew about her problem, but we never told and, and we were a bit cold for a while. <laughs> um, anyway, so after I don't know even how long, but it just got really bad. So I my parents at one point said, what was the whole thing? What was the big deal? Mm -hmm. And I said to her, said to them that she had cold on my nose and and so my parents and her parents knew each other so apparently they went and talked about it and it turned out that we both had done the same thing to each other we are still good friends I mean she still she still lives in Europe and I live yes. here and we're still like if we pick up the phone it's like nothing has yes. you know, nothing has happened and no distance doesn't matter and all that you know so it's just this weird thing don't let one little thing throw you off. Yeah. This was in my teenage years and it threw me off for, for a while. It threw her off for a while. Yeah. It, you know, I could have carried this for so long, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's a silly little thing that is not important because it's not your soul. Our souls yeah. are, are good. They have good intentions. So if something comes up, you know, always talk it out, mm. but also talk it out with yourself in the mirror, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Have open conversations with yourself in the mirror so that you accept yourself just the way you are. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And the nose knows, right? <laughs> and the, the nose is a nose. <laughs> and the nose is a nose is a nose. Yeah. You know, oh, whatever. Well, Thank you so much. I love that story. And, you know, yeah, we're, I'm sure we've, everybody who's watching this, there's always somebody that said something to us and we take it, yeah. not in the way that it's intended, or the way that it's intended, and then we have to deal with that. But that was, yeah, I love the, the outcome of that. And you're still great friends after all this time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Joyce, for you know coming on, answering the call of your purpose. So for those who are watching, go and check her out at theartemis.com and you can share, like this video and comment below and it's just been a true joy Joyce thank you. <laughs> so You're thank you so very much for being here thank you for inviting me it's been a uh, it's been a blessing you say a blessing <laughs> eh a blessing <laughs> yeah. like blessings but better so <laughs> thank you cool